I think it's moist. I don't think it is. Should I check? (laughs) You can check after the show. Okay. Report back. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what's what's you what's your in there a little bit? You know, it's it's moistish, but how do you know that outside? Wait, 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 wait. Let's back up here. So you're certain? I've, I've read. I've read. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is often controversial, but mostly in good faith. We've got some fun topics for today's show, including male plastic surgery, advice for a man about to lose his virginity to a sex worker, how to lubricate dry vaginas, Mm. and more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. It's invisible to our listeners, but this is our first conversation in nearly a month. Did you miss me? No. Hmm. I don't believe you. (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> um, what do you have for us? Oh, I've got a few things uh, to talk about here quickly. Um, okay. <clears throat> uh, we did get some, well, it's not, we got some listener feedback, but I don't think it's all that interesting, honestly. Okay. Um, so we'll skip that. There was somebody who wrote in and they wanted uh, the audio from the orgasm that was sent in to us from episode <laughs> 110. And so okay. I obliged. Uh, we haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah. Um, I do, we, we, I, uh, I post, I should say I posted, the reason this happened is that I, I pinned, so my subreddit slash R slash curated amateur porn now has 25,000 subscribers. Um, and, uh, what, what do I want to say? I pinned that episode audio to the top of it. And actually it's been doing, getting a lot of hit clicks because it has this woman true. It's a true amateur. I mean, this is a woman who's right. sending an orgasm to us and we listen to right. it. Uh, so if see people want to go check that out, episode 110, I think it might be our most listened to episode at this point. Um, How is that? Is it because we're getting inbound traffic from that subreddit to that episode or? We've gotten several hundred listens just from that in the last like week. Huh. So, so a little bit, yes. But I actually noticed in the analytics that like that episode has just consistently done well. <laughs> I wonder so what people are searching people for and then finding it. Yeah. Huh. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've, we've long known that audio porn uh, really makes for successful podcasts, right? Like so much of like the top like 10 sex podcasts are just people reading Literatica, right? Yeah. I mean, there are basically two things you can do. You can do that. You can also, the other, the other winning strategy, it's, I mean, look, if you want a a podcast that does well, just do highly produced um, real uh, true crime. Yeah, that's that's going to work, but you have to spend a lot of time on it. And then in the sex and relationships area, if you're just as woke as possible and you just tell people what they want to hear, <laughs> you'll be the best, which is yeah, it's an unfortunate critique on our culture that people just are looking for and the algorithms find the things that agree with them the most. So it's harder for us, although we have our niche to grow because of that. Yeah. Yeah. We're the countercultural sex podcast, I guess. Right. Um. <clears throat> So I ran across this site during the holidays that um, I don't think you've heard of. Probably it's called sniffies.com. Sniffies? Yeah. S-N-I-F-F-I-E-S.com. And while you and maybe our listeners are going to it, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's essentially a way to use Grindr without having to install Grindr. Grindr being the app that gay men can find, can use to find hookups with one another. And what I found especially interesting about Sniffies, first of all, if you just want to see what cock is in your area. Now, Keith is in San Francisco, so there's a lot of cock. That's the spoiler alert for you. Uh, it'll, it'll basically show you what it shows you is a map of your area. You can have it <clears throat> figure out where you are based on 
your GPS, or if you don't give it that, your IP address. So it pretty much knows where you are. Mm-hmm. You have to pay if you want to travel to another area, just like one of the dating apps. Holy smokes. Uh, I just yes. logged in and I'm seeing, holy cow. A lot of cock? Yeah. Right. So the thing I thought was the most interesting about this is, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see your neighbor's cocks. Uh, like there were people on my street that are just on there waggling their cock around looking for, and, and these are for real life hookups, I should say. Not all of them want, I mean, probably to some extent it's a dating thing too. Um, but the thing I found the most interesting is it shows you, you can find the, the, the areas where guys or gay men go to cruise, which is like where they'll drive and park in their car and kind of wait around. And I've noticed these things when running, uh, sort of in the evening, early evening before, because you'll see these areas where these kind of suspicious sets of guys suspicious in the sense that like, why are these guys all sitting around one to a car kind of waiting for something? Um, and this confirmed there are two parks near my house that in fact are the parking lots of them are cruising sites. Uh, so that was interesting to me. And, and you might find the same. You can kind of look and find like various spots and, and kind of well, know what's up. And that way, you know, if you're not a gay man, hey, you know, just, you know, live and let live, right? Just just chill out and, and, and leave them alone. I live one, two, three. I live like five blocks from the Castro, which is probably the most iconic gay neighborhood maybe in the world. Hmm. So I, I just sent you a screenshot and uh, yeah, there's I see a cluster it. of, I don't know. Dick. Dozens. Cock. Yeah, lots of lots of people in the Castro. I also noticed that the cocks on this thing are all big. Um, I'm no, I don't know if they're real. I don't know what the culture is around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just surprised. I mean, there were, there's just a lot of guys with like seven plus inch cocks on this thing. Well, I think they probably don't feature their cock in their profile on this. It's remarkable. A lot of them feature their cock though. So yeah, I can see that. It's interesting. It's just another world, like a culture that I don't have much exposure to, uh, except for seeing these folks in parking lots kind of hanging around. I learned that, um, in one of the parking lots, there's a, a a hill next to the parking lot kind of that runs the length of the park with a train tracks on the top of it. And it turns out, and I didn't know this, you can kind of go up and over the train tracks and there's kind of a gully over there. And that's where they, I guess, have sex. I didn't huh. know. I didn't know where the sex actually happened, and I've always sort of wondered if I'd like have the experience of just encountering someone in the middle of the act uh, while running or whatever. Um, what does yeah. this mean? This person says, "Into being spit roasted, groups anonymous. Yeah. Please yeah. have a face pic. I'm on prep. I have HSV. So when if they say they're on prep, does that mean they have HIV?" No, uh, usually they'll give. So I, this is another thing I actually, I think this is good for society. I mean, you, you know, if you were like a, some sort of conservative, you'd say, oh, people shouldn't maybe talk about this stuff. I actually noticed that there are guys on here that, ad, you know, admit they, they, they inform that they have, that they're HIV positive. I think that's a good mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. They generally like, there seems to be a culture of people being undetectable, uh, which hopefully they're, they're telling the truth about that because then there's very little chance of spread, maybe zero. PrEP is somebody who doesn't have it and doesn't want to get it, right? So you take this medicine, I think there's a shot you can take every month or every week or something. You People should, of course, do their own research. You can't yeah. take it to lower how much, how likely you are to transmit it? That's not what PrEP is. PrEP is okay. for the person who is negative, who doesn't want to get it. Uh, becoming undetectable is somebody who's taking the various drugs to, they, they have it, but they're sort of making it undetectable, so they shouldn't be able to pass it. So, so honestly, like this is a good sign. Like These seem to be people that are taking this seriously. Now that said, I saw uh, a few different advertisements where the guys were like, look, I never use condoms. 
uh, you know, I want as much cum around me as possible, mm-hmm. there's semen everywhere. I saw that a fair bit. So obviously um, there's a kind of a two double-edged sword there. Yeah. Yeah. All of these guys list their penis length and then whether or not it's cut. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> Six inch cut, seven inch cut, seven and a half inch cut. Those are just the first three I moused over. Yeah. <laughs> this guy says he's gay. And none gay. of them are like four. No, no shit, Sherlock. He says <laughs> he's gay. <laughs> okay. If you have HIV and you have sex with someone else who has HIV, can you get like worse HIV? Like my understanding is one of the reasons why it's been so hard to come up with an HIV vaccine is because the, it's not the like HIV virus itself, but it's like the carrier mutates very quickly. And, uh, you know, it's not like measles where it mutates very slowly. You can get a vaccine when you're a child and then you have immunity the rest of your life. It's something closer to the flu where it like mutates very quickly, but could you get different strains of HIV and, and then therefore, you know, have like a, yeah, like if you have HIV and then if you have HIV, you have sex with someone else who has a different strain of HIV, can your situation be worsened? I don't know the answer to that. I'm, I wonder if science even really can answer that question. I mean, in theory, it seems likely the answer would be yes. I mean, you can, there's nothing preventing you from having two different viruses or right, similar viruses get, at the same time. You can get two different kinds of the flu at the same time, and that's sure. probably bad. Yeah. People wouldn't necessarily know if they did, though, because the symptoms right. would be kind of similar. Right, and most of the symptoms are your immune reaction. Yeah, right? but in in like population wide studies, you'd you'd see that like the ri- the rate of like complications, like getting really sick or hospitalized or dying, is higher if you have you know say three version three versions of the flu at the same time. You probably wouldn't sure. be able to know it, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so I thought people huh. would be interested to see this. Sniffies.com. S-N-I-F-F-I-E-S.com. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, there's a, I mean, for example, for me, there's there's some odd ones. There are people right on my street and there are people in, oh, yeah, these cruising spots that are parks. Like, for example, uh, a parking lot right near my house. This guy was looking to bottom two, two hours ago. Mm-hmm. Here's someone two hours ago looking for a bottom. So that's that probably turned out well, right? <laughs> Uh, someone four hours ago said, asked if anyone needed some head, some bomb head and ass. Yeah. Another person looking for bottoms. And this person says, go to the women's bathroom and squeeze through the gate. It's a new spot and it's always action going on. So. <laughs> I mean, this is just unbelievable. I've said this before. <laughs> uh, it would be nice to be gay. Like I could just fire up this app and within, I don't know, five blocks of me, there's a hundred plus men looking for sex right now. Now, again, I live, <laughs> you know, near one of the gayest places in the world, but, uh, like just imagine if this existed for, for heterosexual people and like, I could just mouse over. Well, it could, they don't want it. Right. I mean, this is a There's thing. No this demand is a concrete for, for such a product for women. This is a concrete way in which gay men's lives really are pretty different from straight men's. Uh, society yeah. likes to say, hey, everybody's the same or equal, which is different, but but they want to imply that everybody's life is kind of e- equivalent. Yeah. And, but this is a concrete way in which it's pretty different. And, <clears throat> and this is a scene that I think most people don't have, most heterosexual people don't necessarily even know about. They don't know this is going on. Right. Uh, not, not, not to judge it either way. It's just to say they don't know what's going on. Right. Um, it's it's kind of like a red light district or something. Yeah. I had some insight into this because I have a number of gay friends, some of whom are pretty promiscuous. And mm. 
you know, like I've had a situation where I'm like hanging out with them and then they just like disappear for an hour and then they like reemerge and I'm like, where were you? And they're like, oh, grinder. It's like, oh, huh. Any more detail on that? I mean, do they go like, is this at an apartment or do they actually just go behind the dumpster and get a blow or? No, I think it's a little bit more. I think they go to an apartment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So they can just be out about with their friends and whatever. Like, hey, I got to go get blown. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, both of those two guys are fairly good looking. And so maybe there's some privilege from that. But generally, I think it's just a lot easier. Yeah, in an hour, that's a decently long blowjob. Or maybe he was doing something else. Right. Yeah. Um, um, okay. All right. Now what? <clears throat> so I got another one. Uh, so one of the things that uh, I've done to build up our my whatever subreddit is to post things on NSFW411, which is a subreddit dedicated to basically people asking um, for different types of porn. And it occurred to me that, I mean, you notice, I notice continuously on this subreddit, people can go look that there are things that people ask for. I mean, there are things that people ask for that I think are kind of normal. Like today I see sexiest outfits in porn. Okay. You know, silly, silly NSFW subreddits. Okay. This is a pretty normal, you know, even somebody, somebody's looking for redneck women. Okay, so they're, they're looking for a subreddit for that. That's a okay. weird kink. But, but, all right. but how about this one? Girls who laugh at slash mock slash tease guys when they come. Hmm. All right. Does that sound like a thing that you would want to? No. I, I know humiliation porn is a, a category. I don't often or ever click on it. Uh, but that one doesn't surprise me that much just because I've seen similar uh, in the past. Okay. Subs, videos, gifts with girls being distracted by vibrators while performing tasks. What's the, so, I mean, I want to stipulate here that with, yeah, there's a lot of them like this. They're things that either betray a misunderstanding men have, in my opinion, about women's lives. Like this is not a thing that would ever happen. Or they just, I'm not sure what guys are looking for here. They want a scenario that's impossible. I mean, it's not impossible. You could say to a woman, Hey, I want you to perform daily tasks and I'm going to bother you with this vibrator while you do it. But it's not going to be, I assume that the idea here is that the woman's supposed to be acting like it's pleasant for her and that she's enjoying it. Yeah. I'm going to reveal something here. So this is a, Uh something like that is a fairly common trope in hentai porn. So go on Japanese animated porn. It like somebody will like get gifted or like somehow a vibrator will be like imposed upon them and it'll be (laughs) in their apartment or their house, their house or something. And then there'll be a few scenes where like they can't stop thinking about it and wondering about what it would be like to try it. I think there's like maybe in Japanese culture, there's some sort of like shame around using vibrators and the playing around with that theme in hentai porn is, I don't know, that's something I've seen a few times. But this guy or whoever requested that is maybe looking for that in real life. I don't know. It's not. I assume it's all men. clear enough uh, i mean i know people would argue about whether it's all men and in fact <clears throat> let me just bring this up now because it's another little <laughs> thing i have so pornhub uh has has come out with their 2023 year in review hmm. people can find it on pornhub.com um the number two growth uh in popularity area for age 18 through 24 was hentai mm-hmm. number one was cosplay uh porn Cosplay. Does that surprise oh. you? That cosplay was number one? 
It was the number one growth, so it grew 146% uh, in the last year. That's um, probably related to hentai. Okay, you think they're sort of the same? Well, so. gamer culture and anime culture are, are sort of inter, intertwined. So okay. I speculate there's something, a common theme there. Okay, what do you think the biggest growth in the age 25 to 34 was, like generally? Mm-hmm. Can you guess? I don't think you can guess. You want me just to tell you? Uh, MILF? Muscular men. Oh, no. What's going on there? You said that must be either women using it or gay, I assume. Yeah. Number two was tattooed women. What do you think about that? Tattooed women? You must hate that. You you strongly dislike tattooed women. I don't. It's not my favorite. <laughs> My generation, the one that grew the most was scissoring. It's hard to believe. Some of the data they, 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 they suggest is a little odd. Like, for example, I think they're saying that 35% of the users are women, which I, okay, that is wrong. That is false. 35% of the users of Pornhub are not women. Wait, Pornhub claims that? Yes. Okay, let's try to imagine a scenario where that's true. Like, what data... <laughs> Certainly not like time spent on site or something like maybe it's just like clicks that touch Pornhub once in the year or something. They call it viewers. So that, for example, they say in the in in the Philippines, fifty eight percent of the viewers were female, which is up five percent since last year. So viewers, I assume, just means percent. You know, you take all the people who viewed and you demographically split them. Yeah, but if you okay minutes. But if you took like hits over the entire year, like I, I go to Pornhub almost every day, right? So Good for I, you. Would, I would be responsible for say 365 uh, visits, but I, have I, would, to assume only, they, I would only they, count like I only count as a man once for the year. Right? Correct. And so if you count that way, maybe you get to a situation where like, yeah, like men just are there way, 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 way more. But if you count like whether they visited once in a year is the metric that maybe that's, I think that's a, women. Th- that's a very astute point, uh, that it's not probably, <clears throat> uh, it's probably not representative like that. Like in other words, they're purposely not breaking it down by minutes viewed. Yeah. They're being because they know. Yes. Uh, I also was thinking that, I mean, when you do these demographic things with websites, often the most common gender is don't know, because right. usually you don't have data on this. They don't know my sex. Probably not. Although, you don't have a Pornhub account, do you? No, I don't. Um, I the, ju- the top three categories for men, for people who, you know, where they think it's a man, is Japanese, mm-hmm. mature, and anal. Top three for women, lesbian, Japanese, and threesome. So I see one... Why Japanese versus Asian? I don't know. Like, is there some sort of like, I think the majority of Asian porn is either, uh, well, I don't know about the majority. There's, there's, there is more Japanese porn than say Chinese porn. Uh, is maybe producing porn in China is illegal even. I'm not sure. Oh, there's Vietnam, Thailand, I mean, there's all these other, but maybe, yeah, maybe those are more conservative cultures. Where they might be illegal in all those places. In Japan, there is some law about censoring. That's, that's the thing that I like. I find Japanese porn sort of tiresome because so many of them are censored. You know, they have like, they blur out the genitalia. 
Right. That's well, people lame. look for it. And they call that type of porn Jav. Do you know why they call it that? No, J-A-V? do you? Yeah. None. No idea. Yeah. If you if you Google JAV, there's like a bunch of sites just dedicated to Japanese porn. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean they have some data for for the sniffies crowd for 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 gay. Actually, the most viewed gay <laughs> category was straight guys. So it's uh, I guess it, some people always think the grass there. is greener. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what percentage of women do you think can orgasm from scissoring? With a man, with anybody, with you mean like tribbing with another woman, or just scissoring like, generally with someone else? I guess tripping with another woman. I think, look, I think, I think that women can, for example, you know, if they're like grinding on my leg or something, they, they could potentially orgasm. But I feel like yes. scissoring is even a more difficult thing than that because, you know, you're, you're sideways or whatever. Um, it's, it's harder to find like a hard surface to grind upon. Yeah. My intuition is that most women can orgasm from that, but it would be difficult for them to orgasm and, and simultaneously give the other person pleasure. So they would have to do something that would be kind of analogous to grinding on someone's leg. Right. They'd have to be so, paying attention to their own. I mean, maybe if they're mutually paying attention to their own, they could find some, I don't know. Yeah. I, I okay. Let that. me give you, let me give you one more NSFW 411 topic because I thought this one was interesting. Okay. This person requested videos where women are restrained and made to come, and then after they come are super sensitive, and they are forced to have more and more and more orgasms. Hmm. Is that, that, I actually think that never happens in the real world. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that is another super common trope in hentai porn. It's almost like Interesting. everything is hentai or like a theme in hentai that they want to see in real life. But yeah, like in hentai, yeah, there's always like the woman is often being coerced and then, you know, she doesn't want to be so turned on, but she is. And then she orgasms and then, you know, miraculously he's still hard. And so, you know, they go again and again and again. Um, Is this so is this it does. Do you think that if a woman was trying to understand, let's say a woman really wanted to do a study of what men actually want. You know, so so it's like, look, you know, she's a woman. She doesn't totally understand male, male psychology around this. And she says, look, I just want to be what they want me to. Maybe, maybe she wants to be a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Do you think that hentai actually would be a decent guide to that? Because it's I just showing know. you this sort of crazy fantasy life of guys. I find hentai porn to be a little bit tiresome because it's always like the same four or five themes. And okay. they're different. It's like different than like what American sexual cultural themes are or like at least what i want like it's not totally orthogonal like i i can i like some of it i like some of the the themes but yeah i'm not sure it might be good for a japanese woman (laughs) uh interested in japanese men to get a lot of exposure to that but don't you think on this kind of topic japan's usually just ahead of the west or of the united states in particular they could be they could be like, I mean, they, they like Nintendo first and anime <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know where they get the trends from, but they seem to originate a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's true. So I'm just imagining that the, <clears throat> this might sort of guide you to understanding what the AI sex, uh, devices of the future, how they will operate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess my answer is, 
Yes. And, and I have investigated it because I think it is sort of intellectually interesting also. Uh, often arousing, so it's so it's a twofer in that sense. But yeah, like I think people should basically investigate things that large groups of people find interesting. So in that sense, yes. But for the average, you know, twenty three year old, like they're not going to spend the time. Okay, and 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 there's something, but there's another kind of deeper thing here, which is that you have these people requesting porn that's just totally unrealistic. So I don't know whether that's they whether they self-consciously understand that they're looking for a fantasy, which you know, okay, fine. Or if they're thinking, "Oh, look, this is this is the real deal. What I'm looking for is this woman who's got vibrators attached to her body and it's yeah. just so annoying how many orgasms she's having and she's right. <laughs> she's just she just can't stop coming all the time. Like she wants to she wants to go do the laundry or whatever, whatever. She wants to go right. to be an accountant, whatever job the woman has. Yeah, but she's you overcome know. by her sexual needs and desires yeah i mean it's not a realistic depiction of the female experience i don't think so i don't think so but if that's what men want then maybe yeah maybe that's where you're where you wind up anyway those are the those are the items i had for us all right that was that was thought-provoking stuff mike thanks Um, all right i wanted to do this plastic surgery thing because been thinking about plastic surgery, not for myself, but just generally. All right. Why don't this person, this was on um, the Sugar Lifestyle Forum. Why are you thinking about plastic surgery generally? Because I think women get more plastic surgery than I previously thought. What what has changed your, what what has challenged your prior on this? Uh, What happened? Women being more open talking about getting procedures like Botox or lip injections. So you've found there's there's some change. Is this in person on the internet? How are you how are you having these conversations? Uh, both in person. Okay, both. Okay, and so you feel like pe- women have in the last some number of years become more open. Yes, and I'm not sure okay. if they're getting it more or if they've just become more open talking about it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um. So uh, yeah, we could talk about that after I read this uh, this person's post, but. Well, all right, let me just read it. Why don't more sugar daddies get plastic surgery? You guys have so much disposable income, but you would sooner buy a pricey sports car or offer money to attract a younger woman, possibly even pay for her to get procedures, rather than improving the source of your insecurities and troubles with women in the form of your own features. I'm not that vain, but we all know that some sugar daddies out there are less than blessed in the looks department. These guys can't attract the women they are looking for without an allowance. That means giving them money. Of course, I don't mean all older men. Some of you guys are super attractive, but there is a certain subset of men who look for a sugar baby because they have a lot of trouble getting a girl otherwise. This is really just food for thought, spurred by some experiences with sugar daddies that are really nice, but just so unkissable. I wish it wasn't that way, but the truth is that we can't help what we find attractive. Started a relationship at one point with a guy who was so brilliant and so fun to talk to, but at the end of the day, couldn't tolerate the excessive weight, body hair, and balding. But knowing what he makes, he could get a little work done, with a week's pay and improve his appearance dramatically. In all honesty, I would have stuck with him if I felt attracted to him. Is it machismo or pride that holds these guys back from pursuing cosmetic works? Obviously, no one on earth needs cosmetic procedures, but if you are already dropping lots of money on a woman to get her to hang out with you, doesn't it seem logical to drop some money on yourself and simplify the process a little bit? So I have some thoughts here. Mostly, I think she's very confused, Um, but why don't you respond first? Well, sorry, I'm, I, I was asking ChatGPT to tell me what percentage of American women have had Botox and breast implants, and it's yeah. doing some research on Bing, which is always 
<laughs> it's not not very reassuring. <laughs> uh, it's like they've decided to connect this genius to some kind of retarded system. <laughs> They're trying to average out the IQs. Anyway, uh, for the for the listeners, I'd, I'd rather it was using Google or maybe some newfangled search engine, not Bing, right? Which is the one everyone uses for porn. Anyway, uh, the I don't think. I think that in almost all cases, a man can, through a reasonable regimen of eating healthy, some aerobic exercise and some good muscle exercise, some good, you know, weightlifting, make himself look reasonable in almost all cases. Sure. Could there be a guy where like there's some, I don't know, I mean, some basic procedure that could be performed. I'm, I'm particularly thinking about maybe a guy with like a lot of back hair or something, yeah. some real yeah. obvious thing. Sure. But in most cases, a guy, it's, it's. Yeah, if you, you can take a pretty ugly guy and muscle him up and get him fit and he'll look pretty good. That's sort of my take. Yeah. I, well, okay. First of all, I don't think women are as like visually driven as men well, are. Too. And so, yeah, like e- even at baseline, it doesn't matter as much. And then to the extent it does matter, yeah, like just don't be massively overweight and, you know, know how to groom yourself. Like don't have nose hairs and ear hairs pouring out and, you know, so like I, just... let me make a, let me make a comment on that first one though. First, mm-hmm. uh, I, I agree with you that to, f- to first order women are not as they, they, yeah, they don't care as much and, and they kind of have to not care as much because men are, I think objectively in almost all cases, less attractive than women, unless you have like a super fit Olympic swimmer or something. Yeah. Uh, and even then, like it depends on the attractiveness of the woman. It's right. easy for a woman to still be more attractive. Yes. In any event, um, the, the thing that I have noticed women to comment on uh, is, well, not in person, but in sort of online posts and TikTok videos and stuff is <laughs> not wanting to be embarrassed publicly being with the guy. Yeah. Right? So while they might not care, I'm thinking in particular of this one uh, video I watched where a woman who's a uh, sugar baby was saying like, yeah, she just didn't like going to a bar or club, restaurant, whatever, whatever with this guy that just looked bad yeah, it's because it's just, she's ashamed her. of herself. Yes. Yeah. And that does... That matters a lot. It matters to guys too, right? You wouldn't uh, want to go into a restaurant with a, yeah, you'd rather go in with an attractive woman, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I do think there's a large number of men, especially men who are in their 50s and 60s, as a lot of sugar daddies are, that just don't have a clue how to dress and present themselves. And Sure. I I just I don't know if I agree with her thesis, which is that if they did dress and present themselves better, uh, that they would be able to attract materially more women. I mean, look, there's at the extreme ends, I think that's true, but mostly the woman is choosing to date a much, much, much older and implicitly less attractive man because of the quid pro quo. <laughs> like it's the money that she's interested in not his looks and he could improve his looks and maybe be able to get away with paying a little bit less money, but I doubt it. I think though, if you took two men who looked similarly and both had like a lot of money and one had superficially like the clothes was wearing like a Rolex or whatever. So to this set of people would look like he had a lot of money and the other one just sort of was dressed down. I I suspect that most sugar babies would pick the first guy just because they, again, they, they want to, show that status they don't want to they don't want to be status down twice with his age and then status down because he's dressed like a you know someone who works at a gas yeah. station 
Yeah, maybe you're right. I, I I think it's an imperfect market, though. So, like, if you come forward and make it clear that you are going to pay and that you're, like, a reasonable, safe person, like, I think you've already set yourself so far ahead of most wannabe sugar yeah. daddies. That's, yeah, that's not the, 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 the typical problem that I see sugar babies or uh, prospective sugar babies having is not this. It's guys behaving bizarrely. I mean, guys with right. no money. Guys trying to get things for free, right? Having sex with you, then then fleeing, pump and <laughs> like dump, stuff like right? That. Right. Yes. Uh, uh, so th- yeah, it's I, I don't so yeah. but but, but there is a lot of like a, I think this is like a fourth order concern. Well, but there is a lot of signaling, right? I mean, if you go into uh, if you okay, if you're going on a first date, what you wear matters, right? Yes. If you signal that badly, you know that you're going to make it, the date won't go as well because the woman will be bummed out. Yeah. Right? I, again, I think men should ex- expend some effort on like dressing well and ideally not being massively overweight. Right. Um, but I don't think getting like a facelift, for example, is going to materially change, you know, your That's prospects. That's probably right. Although, I mean, you know, uh, there, there are a significant number of male actors in Hollywood who've had surgery done. Yeah. I think women are generally confused about plastic surgery. Like they think that getting Botox and facelifts and lip injections and Brazilian butt lifts and uh, breast augmentation just massively changes the way that they're like presenting in the world. Some of those things, I mean, I think, I think breast implants can really change the experience for a woman. Um, if they were, if they were relatively flat before and then Couldn't you, I mean, but do you, okay. If you had a woman, okay, I'm sure this experiment has, has been tried and I think the result should be fairly obvious. If you had a woman who went out, uh, two separate weeks, so day of the week doesn't apply and one week she's allowed to wear makeup and the other week she's not, couldn't we agree that on the week she wore makeup, if she did it well, she would perform better? Yes. So isn't this just an extension of that? In other words, making some making yourself look better uh, on facially, say, which is mostly most of what makeup is, uh, does seem to matter, right? So some kind of, I mean, obviously, an extreme plastic surgery. I'm going to agree with you because if it's obvious, but I just suspect. Yeah. Well, I mean, this goes along with what you said. A lot of women have had plastic surgery, and you don't know which ones have and haven't. Oh, that is not true, though. I yeah, I used to argue with uh, Alyssa about this. Okay. Uh, I think I know the vast majority who have had, <laughs> like, I think I can tell when people have had plastic surgery. Um, I agree the ones who I can't tell and who do actually look better as a result of this invisible plastic surgery, obviously that was a good decision on their part, but I don't think that yeah. I think the vast majority basically get like really confused. Like, like basically every Eastern European woman has these like huge duck lips and it's because there's like ah. this meme there that like, that's a good idea. And a lot of them are getting it through plastic surgery. There are, <laughs> there are, uh, chapsticks you can get that like actually irritate your lips on purpose <laughs> to like make them swell a little bit. Um, are you sure they're not doing that because it feels better when they're sucking a cock for the guy? Uh, no, I don't know. I suspect they're doing it because they th- it makes them feel better. Like as with almost everything with women, 
the way they're like dressing and presenting is for themselves and for their friends more so than it is for men. But um, do you think, I mean, how much, okay. So I, I acknowledge that, but do you think if there was some alteration a woman, let's, let's say that it became common knowledge that getting lip injections made the guy's orgasm 20% stronger, whatever that means, maybe last 20% longer. So you get, you know, instead of N seconds, you get one, two times okay. N seconds. Yeah. Do you think women just would not care about that at all? Or would they be like, oh yeah, I, I, I give my man that extra three seconds of orgasm. It's, I mean, it's hard to tease out because like immediately, uh, women who didn't have it would be thought of as like selfish or something. Like it's mm, hard to mm. tease out like how the culture would like warp around that reality. So how come all women don't have certain, I mean, well, I, to some extent I think all, okay, there are certain plastic surgeries that I think a large, large proportion of people have. There are ones involving your teeth, uh, nose jobs. Yeah. Orthodontia. Yeah. And nose jobs where somebody has like kind of a pointy nose or a big yeah. nose. That's a pretty common one. And I uh -huh. suspect that those are ones where some large proportion of women get them. Uh, I will tell you the chat GBT, uh, helped by Bing told me that uh, four, 4% <laughs> 4 of American women have undergone elective cosmetic surgery, including breast implants. So, so one out of 25, which is not that many. I think you're thinking it's significantly higher. I don't, yeah, I don't, I think that number is wrong. What do you think it is? D does it include Botox? I asked it about Botox. Uh, it said, uh, it's <laughs> the data is not readily available. Not surprisingly, because it's using Bing. So no, that does not account. That does not count Botox. That is elective cosmetic surgery, which Botox would be injections, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Pew Research Center says just 4% of Americans have ever had. In, in 2020, 2.5 million people ages 40 to 54 received Botox. It's not that many. Some of them are men too. Yeah. But that's just yeah. ages 40 to 54. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. But you've I, noticed, you've noticed more honesty generally about this topic and it's yes. specifically around, would you say it's generally around surgery or generally on things like Botox and uh, lip injections that kind of wear off over time or both? I just think that a uh, cosmetic and like physical modifications to your body are, are far less taboo than they were even 10 years ago. Hmm. Um, like you see more piercings, you see more tattoos, people are getting elective cosmetic procedures done more. And um, I don't mind piercing and tattoos, but I really don't like cosmetic surgery. It, 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 it bothers me, actually. I don't know why. There isn't a single one that you would appreciate, like a nose job. Uh, I am conceptually fine with plastic surgery that improves the way you look, and I can't tell that it has been done. But I, I think I can always fucking tell. Um, like, especially, like, I'm 43. So, like, women between, like, 35 and 45 just go insane on Botox. Um, and, like... I can tell. <laughs> like, it's what, what are the giveaways? I, they 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 can't they can't show facial expressions. Yeah, it's just their skin on their face looks too smooth compared to like the skin on the rest of their body, um, <laughs> and 
Yeah, it's like what's the what is the when you say the way that it that is unnatural. When you say the rest of the body, what is the is the is are you looking at talking about vulva? No, 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 not vulva. Just hands is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, (laughs) I see. Okay, well, maybe they'll start getting out of their hands too. If so, you're saying if they got Botox everywhere, it might not bother you because then it would be undetectable. No, I think I'm also bothered by the vanity. Hmm. hmm. But but it doesn't bother you if they've had if they've been waxed for hair. Yeah, I I realize there's some inconsistency here, or wear like modest amounts of makeup or what. I think that the waxing thing is understandable from the perspective of you view it as having a functionality. You like it concretely improves your sexual experience, right? Yeah, I don't know what it is with plastic surgery. There's something around like betraying nature or something. Um, huh. There's something around like the vanity implied by it. Um, so many plastic surgeries make you like physically less functional. Like getting breast augmentation makes it so that like exercise is a pain in the ass. Um, but isn't that part of Botox, the attraction of women? <laughs> Botox makes it so that your face is you know less expressive. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, uh, like making that trade just doesn't seem, but I mean, it is unfair, right? Like obviously women are prized for the way they look. So if there is something they can do to like one up or three up that I understand the desire there and like our culture definitely pressures them toward it. So, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just saying how I feel. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. We should move on. Yeah. Um, this person says, I'm going to lose my virginity to a sex worker this week. Any advice before that? Uh, 23-year-old male here. After years of loneliness, mm-hmm. sexual repression, I'm born in a conservative country, and building up sex in my mind is the highest reward known to man. He's not wrong. I finally decided to go with a sex worker to lose my virginity. Any advice before I proceed regarding the sex or anything else? Sex work is legal in the country I am staying right now, so that's not the problem. I just want to stop thinking about sex all the time as soon as I wake up and get it done with. Masturbating three to four times a day just thinking about sex. Um, I don't think he's going <laughs> to... It's not like he's going to have sex and then like suddenly stop thinking about sex, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously some core problem here that's making it <clears throat> so he's unable to find sex any other way. Uh, I mean, I hear the conservative country thing, though. He must have. He must now be in a country where it's less conservative given that's that what sex he says. is legal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's some... I'm not sure this will really help and it will, I, I have a, I think that sex work should be, at least some of it should be legal. So it's not that I think it should be taboo, taboo or unavailable, but I, I, at the same time, it's like difficult for me to opine on things like this because it's a little gross to me. Did you know, by the way, I, uh, I, I think I mentioned some weeks ago that uh-huh. there's a TikToker in Australia who's a sex worker. She's a Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she said that 55 0% of men want to eat her out, want to give her oral yeah. during sessions. You bring this well, up sometimes and, and you can't understand. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. That just makes sense to me. Go on. I find it, a, I find it hot to go down on a woman. I'm not okay, but- sure I would want to go down on a prostitute. Um, but like, I would definitely feel the compulsion, and then I could like intellectualize why that's maybe a bad idea. But I would, if I was attracted to them, I would definitely feel the compulsion. Huh. Even, but in this case, 
one of the things she said is that she never gets anything out of it. Uh, I also saw there's there's a subreddit called like escorts or presumably sex, sex workers. Look, I'm not interested in sex with a prostitute for like these exact reasons. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think it's compelling to have sex with someone who doesn't want to be having sex with me. So like anything that's even like mildly coercive, I avoid, which is why I also I often end up going on like a zillion dates before I have sex with someone because I want to be sure that they aren't feeling pressured toward it. Uh, but if I was in a situation where I was having sex with a prostitute for some reason, um, I would I would probably have somehow convinced myself that they want to be there for a reason other than the money. Um, but doesn't the prostitute part sort of preclude wanting to interact with their body in that way? I don't know. That's the part that confuses me. Yeah. Again, like I would like intellectually, I think I would be like, look, like I shouldn't go down on this person because there could be some various disease risk or like there could be other semen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, floating around. And so I, I wouldn't want to do that. But yeah, I would guess that like baseline, like if you said like, men, you are with an attractive woman. Uh, do you want to go down on them? Yeah, I would expect like 80 or 90% to say yes. And then, yeah, because they're a prostitute, it drops to 50. Right, okay. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to think of what the, yeah, there must, I, I suspect there's something wrong with my judgment here of, because I mean, from the woman's perspective, she'd probably say, look, like, that's not, she'd probably say something like, look, that's, if you're worried about the fact that I had sex with some other guy two days ago or whatever, it could be yeah. two hours ago, but let's just say two days to avoid that part of the problem. Or uh, she might say, well, that's not at all the grossest thing that's happened to my genitals since then. And at a minimum, she's, she'd be like, well, I've used the bathroom repeatedly, et cetera. Right. So it's not. So she might think like you're being completely irrational, which is mm. probably right, actually. <sighs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. But again, there's like being able to make an intellectual case in your mind about like what you should do and what's reasonable to do and then what you're feeling in the moment. I suspect I suspect actually that it's pretty common with uh, in these types of situations for a guy not to be able to get aroused enough to completely eliminate the disgust feeling that you would naturally have because he's not actually he's only somewhat attracted to the person unless well even if she's hyper physically attractive. I mean it's just such a strange situation. Yeah. That it might be difficult to get in the mood and want to sort of interact with her body. I'm mildly interested in trying to have sex with a prostitute just to see like how it made me feel, but not enough to overcome the like disease concerns. Like I it, if I could like <laughs> find somebody who didn't want to have sex with me that I could be sure wasn't going to get me sick, then I would What's the part of it? Because I mean, some some activities you could do with somebody where there's zero disease, zero disease risk. You might be able to plumb the depths of your emotional reaction without taking any risk, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, like you could uh, say, "Look, I just want to beat off onto your chest," right? And so then you would have the experience of doing this with a person who definitely doesn't want to be there, right? Um, and then, although I could maybe see. she would, you could uh, you could have her come on the podcast afterward. She could be famous. <laughs> You like talk about how much semen you produced, where you right. spewed it, et cetera. Like, oh, it, it felt so good when it landed on my ribs. Um. <laughs> That's, a, you know, 
when we, yeah, when there's a porn, in most porn, when they have missionary sex, the guy nuts on her stomach. Yeah, and I think they I can went, understand why they they're trying to produce evidence. Yeah, it's it, there's otherwise it's sort of as if nothing happens. They can do the cream pie thing, but like, I don't know. Maybe people suspect that they that wasn't actually semen. I don't know. Um, but the woman always doesn't just. Yeah, I mean, what's she supposed to do? It's not that interesting to her. It's less right. interesting and exciting for her when when the semen goes on her stomach. I think, so, right? And it's kind of gross. So I, yeah. I always see that as kind of a bummer. <laughs> what what a waste of a well, load. No, it's um, just not like it's not it's not if 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 when you're watching porn, you're sort of living out a fantasy of being that guy. It's not really what you. I think most guys don't want to nut on people's stomachs. You know. Back to the hentai conversation, they almost always, I mean, they, they're definitely not like animating, like nutting on someone's stomach. That's just like not done. It's interesting. They'll show like <laughs> vaguely anatomical drawings of like the, you know, the, the penis inside the vagina ejaculating. How? Um, like it's I mean, like an x-ray it, it's almost hard to explain it's like a, <laughs> it's like a cross section and like oh, you'll okay. see the cock and then there'll be like this fleshy whatever around it it's it's kind of weird i feel like i need to start sending you some of the, some of this hentai stuff i only i've seen I, I only jerk off with hentai like i don't know a couple times a month maybe yeah um, I, i've seen ones before where and this this kind of makes sense to me where uh, I've seen ones where it, the penis appears to go into the uterus. Yeah. And I've seen ones where it's even further, where it's basically just like, it, it, <laughs> it does something guts. that seems like, yeah, it seems like it would just destroy the woman's body. <laughs> right. And so I can sort of understand that intellectually. Like the guy wants it to be this extreme event, whereas right. it's not actually that extreme for her in reality. Right. This is sort of along that axis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'd be interested. No, I just think it's interesting that like, yeah, like the reason why they're coming on the stomach is just a camera trick. Like everybody wants it to be in the vagina. Yeah. So if there was some way, if there was some, if somebody pioneered a camera technique or something that would give guys certainty, or I'm not sure that would. Even if there was, you could put a camera in there, but it would okay. just, it would just be dark. <laughs> <laughs> you could put a light. I've, there is a video <laughs> on Pornhub that's like that with, with, uh, with a, uh, uh, from the inside and it's could you make something I mean, yeah. like an iud you know, you know iuds go through the sure. cervix right so you yes. could you could you could also put in a camera there with a light it's not um, a bad idea hmm. you know let's, let's go to one combinator you know, with this one it would be like uh you know a lot of uber drivers lyft drivers now have and, and just regular drivers have dash cams it would be yeah. like that you'd sell women on having a dash cam for their vagina so they would have a recording of all their conquests. My understanding is that uh, getting an IUD put in is extremely painful. So it'd be a tough sell. Well, I mean, if they're going to do it anyway. Oh, it would be part of the IUD. Yeah, of course. Oh. Yeah, it would be a, a recording IUD. There'd be a little, a little SIM card <laughs> inside somewhere there that would record, that would no, store the data. I think you want a transmitter so that you, okay. can, you can get the data in real time. Sure. Sure. Good live stream. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, my only advice for this guy is tell the girl that uh it's not it that it is his your first time so that she knows the prostitute. Sure. 
he doesn't need to pretend to be like some sort of Casanova here. Uh, From what I've heard from various sources, like that, no, basically no guys are Casanovas with prostitutes. All guys are like nervous. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I wonder if prostitutes have the experience that everyone like sort of fantasizes about giving them, which is like, oh, the sex is so amazing with this one John that, you know, she starts dating him or whatever. Like, has that ha- happened in the, in the history of prostitution? Maybe probably. If maybe if the man's rich. Uh, yes, there probably have to be some external external factor. And then there is that theory that uh, really all that matters is like the woman's hormon- hormonal cycle. So just be, mm. if, uh, you know, the idea that- um, She's ovulating. Whatever it is, you know, the idea that basically if you go into a bar, the right thing to do is just to try to talk to every single woman because you're not trying, because- uh, at there is some moment during the year when each one of those women would be interested in you, right? And so you're just trying to figure out which one is in that moment right then. It's not right. there's like real attraction doesn't exist, right? Uh, that's depressing, but probably right. Okay, this person yeah. says, "Ladies with dry vaginas, what medicine have you found that helps you have sex without pain?" So we were talking about dry vaginas last episode or a few episodes ago. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. this person says, I've been using replens. Think of it like lotion for your vagina, and it works a lot, but not completely. Have any of y'all tried any of those oral supplements for dryness? I always see them at gas stations, but have never tried one before. I'm not sure if they would help vagina, vaginal dryness or not. Anyway, what has helped y'all, and do you have any suggestions? Quick disclaimer, I don't have STDs. I've been tested for everything. The issue is I was on Accutane twice, and the second time messed with my body where everything is dry. I stopped Accutane years ago, but every morning my eyes burn until I put eye drops in, even though I'm in my early 20s. Just saying this so no one comments thinking I have an STI. Yeah, I've heard that Accutane really does dry you out. I didn't know that it affected vaginas. There are also people who claim that Accutane can permanently alter your sex drive. I know that it people get suicidal ideation with Accutane as well. Okay. Well, but 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 that's that probably goes away once you stop taking it. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it yeah. works for acne. Well, for some people, and so that's why it still exists, even though it has pretty gnarly side effects. Sure. Um, uh, people might be surprised to learn that Replens is ends with an S, not a Z. Mm-hmm. I figured it was a Z because yeah, that was a good sounds like some garbage product and lubricants. Uh, th- so I w- let me read a few of the comments here just because uh, they were interesting to me. Uh, it's not prescription medicine, but I use probiotic supplement called Soaking Wet from B- VB Health. I used to drink kombucha and take probiotic gummies, but I found out those aren't actually the right probiotics for vaginas. Soaking Wet has the <laughs> probiotics that are specifically for vaginas, which in turn helped me with my dryness issues. Been taking it for three months now and never felt better down there. You're aware of these like fecal transplants that some people are doing now? Not for this. I mean, this is, this is well, clearly. Well, I'm a, wondering. Can you like get no. a? Uh, they could use this. They could use whatever they're squirting and then transplant that. Yeah, my strong prior on this would be that this is a placebo. This probiotic thing is not. You know, oh, I, I took the wrong probiotic. It's like no, no, no. You. You just had like some dryness because of the season or something, and then that would that would be my my guess. That is also my uh, base hypothesis here. Uh, This person says the absolute cleanest, most hydrating elixir I found is this stuff called Uber Lube. It's like three Hmm. ingredients that you can use on your face and hair too, if you like. (laughs) Little pricey, but I'd never use anything else. 
Somebody says estradiol ointment. I don't know what any of these things are. Something called Estra, for- it's estradiol. S T R. Estradiol. D I O I O L, not O I L. Yes, you're right. I think I have no yes. idea what it is. I've just seen that word before. Is a medication used to manage and treat postmenopausal symptoms, and for women who have had hysterectomies. Is now I forget. Is is this woman saying that she's dry all the time, or just during sex? I think. Well, why does it matter? at any other time. I could be uncomfortable. I mean, maybe it's itchy, <laughs> scratchy. Rubbing two, two slices of leather together. <laughs> sure. I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, you figure there's some motion down there when you walk or go about your day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I mean, I'm, I'm imagining run, like, I, I sometimes use body glide. Maybe she could try that. Yeah. What, what, let's imagine <laughs> that your the area around your anus was just insanely dry. Yeah, or, or I mean, you could simulate it being, being dry by putting so like uh, gluing some small pebbles to your anus. I bet that would be uncomfortable. You know, very small, like sandpaper type stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think my asshole is generally wet. There's. I think I it is. Oh man. I think it's moist. <laughs> I don't think it is. Should I check? <laughs> <laughs> you can check after the show. Okay. Report back. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what's what's you what's you're in there a little bit? You know, it's it's moistish, but how do you know that outside? Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Let's back up here. So you're certain? I've I've read, I've read. <laughs> That's good. Um, so anyway, okay. So this dry vagina thing. This could like I think this would kind of suck if you were a woman who reliably struggled with this because. The last time we talked about this, I think we both concluded that we hadn't much run into, like we we run into women that like occasionally needed lube, but it was it was rare and unusual. Mm-hmm. And so, this does seem like a thing that could be like if I had a partner who had this problem, I think I would be kind of bummed because you would assume it meant they weren't attracted to you. I think I could intellectually understand that it wasn't that but it, it's still well for starters that there's like a mechanical problem like every time you want to have sex you have to get out the seven different salves to uh before you can do it and and then and then yeah there's an ego component right yeah but i mean it, yeah it's i mean i guess that's why people look for treatments that do not involve just having to lubricate every time what is, it as a more like system I mean, systemic problem how did they how did they their progeny make it this far like that seems fairly maladaptive i know it doesn't doesn't see i always think it doesn't matter like i was i was taking the strong but so i i was reading an article like yesterday about why women have breasts because human females are the only mammals only female mammals that have enlarged mammaries all the time wait is that true yes what about uh, like, and aren't there some monkeys that they're not like, enlarged all the time? The women have like those like weird the women, the, the females have those like sort of saggy. That's what I read. Okay. I mean, I all think right. that I think the idea is they go away after they the problem is they probably always have babies. So that makes it kind of tricky. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, true. So yeah, so one of the leading or maybe the leading theory is something around, oh, well, you know, humans, because they're upright, they don't, they can't, in other, in other primates, the vulva turns colors or something to show that the woman is um, fertile. 
Okay. But that's that kind of signal would not be visible because you're standing upright. And so therefore there was some other signal needed. But the problem I have with that is I, I think a woman, I think if you had like some percent, let's say the 10% of the population was women with no breasts, I think they would all get impregnated too. I don't think it would, I don't think it would be selected for. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah. So it's a little unclear to me. So you could say, oh, well, the men would care for the babies of the woman who had breasts. The other thing is in the state of nature, the women would be pregnant almost all the time. I mean, they or nursing, right? right? They, so, so it's not, I actually think those theories are kind of bad because of that. They don't, they, I don't think they're right. Um, and so this is kind of like that. It's like, well, you'd say, oh, wouldn't vaginal dryness be selected against? Well, yeah, except guys don't care. Right. Like, like the guy will just say, well, I have my own fluid I can produce and put in there for you. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably right. Why? Wait, did you say that some monkey species have a physical uh, sign that they're fertile? That like yes. it's that time of the month. Well, I don't. I don't know if they they might go into estrus or whatever. Like I less know, frequently than every month. Don't cats do that thing where they like moan when they're in heat? Yeah, they go into heat. Yes, yes. There's some sort of simp signal, and and apparently in primates there's a signal that actually can be seen on the buttock huh. or genitals of the female but well that wouldn't be useful women would need something visible on their clothed body Clo- uh, well you're assuming that they would be wearing clothes in like a prehistoric state well, like in some yeah. african jungle right. i don't think that's the issue the issue is i don't i don't i generally think that you'd be challenged to convince me that female humans yeah are selected for now now tra- traits are selected for now it makes sense to me that a prepubescent female wouldn't have certain traits because yeah, it's not, it's a waste of, you know, effort for the guy right. to try to impregnate her. Okay, fine. Right. But once they're pregnant, uh, impregnatable, impregnable. I don't, impregnable, it's, it's hard for me to believe that. And I think that's, I've always thought that's what accounts for the tremendous variety of sizes and shapes of women hmm. is that it, they all get pregnant. <laughs> yeah. So you, you maintain a lot of diversity. Yeah. Diversity matter. is good as we all know. Right. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to touch that. That'll do it for this episode of Your Mileage May Vary. You can send us feedback or questions to ymmvpod at gmail.com. That's ymmvpod at gmail.com. We pay $10 for feedback, so let us have it. Uh, we also, uh, if you want to ask us a question, you can do that there and let us know if you don't want us to use it on the show. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Je veux et je viens Entre tes reins Je vais et je viens Je me goûte